Hello and good evening. Welcome, welcome to the 18th episode of Atlas Live. And if you're here, hopefully you had an opportunity to, uh, you're here because you saw the uh, the ad for the announcement for this, uh, for this live stream. And hopefully you've come prepared with maybe some questions or uh, some experiences, some stories uh, to share with everyone. Or if you have some questions that you would like ask, perhaps you're looking for some insight. But also, we hope that you've come this evening prepared to do a little work. And by work, we mean do a short practice and some meditation. Because we've talked a lot about meditation, and we've talked about different forms of meditation, different techniques of meditation, including on Wednesday, we were talking about psychological judo. Well, this evening, um, we, if, if that's, if it's okay with everyone, we would uh, begin with um, some practices. And hopefully that'll get everyone in a more meditative state, let's say, for then we can have a discussion and hopefully be speaking more from our heart, from our consciousness, um, and not so much trapped in our heads as we normally are most of the time. So um, we'll give it a few minutes before we begin let some uh, some additional people shuffle in. But just to uh, begin, the foundation of meditation is relaxation. We have to be able to relax. Relax our physical body, relax our emotional body, and our mental body. So this might be a good opportunity to Position yourself in a chair or on the floor, lying on the floor. You can just be listening to this. You don't have to be watching necessarily. And get yourself very comfortable and in a position where you will be able to completely uh, let go and relax. Relaxation is the foundation of meditation because agitation in the body is usually, usually caused by some sort of ego. Um, agitation and stress and anxiety and mm -hmm. tension expresses in the physical body as well as the mental body and the astral body, the, the emotional body. And it is all but impossible to enter into meditation while we have tension, while we have stress and anxiety. Incidentally, this may be a good time to mention that most people's concept of what meditation is, is erroneous at best. Much of what you see or hear on the internet in the new age, what they people claim is meditation, what they describe as meditation, what they practice as meditation, is only the beginning, is only the 
preparation for meditation. Meditation begins when most other practices end. And that's a difficult pill to swallow for most people who believe that they've been meditating for years. Because meditation is not closing your eyes and spacing out. It's not letting your mind wander. It's not just, you know, just quieting the mind. These are all important. Well, sorry, no. The quieting the mind part is important. Not the spacing out and letting your mind wander is not a uh, is not a, uh, a place we want to go unless we're practicing the psychological judo. In which case, the mind is going to wander anyway. But we're observing it, and we're transforming it, transmuting it um, as we as we observe it. And we'll practice some of that tonight. So we're five minutes in, and we look looks like. Well, we have a, a few of you, so why don't we uh, get comfortable, close your eyes, and we're going to begin with some pranayama, and we're going to do hamsa pranayama. This is something that we advise you always to do, daily if possible, but certainly before you meditate. Pranayama will help center yourself and help reset yourself and it'll help work out any stress or tension or anxiety that you're you're feeling in any of the bodies, because pranayama is circulating the uh, the sexual energy, it's the 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 energy of the vital body, and that is the energy of the divine mother, and we want that energy to be neutral, sort of cleansed, and we don't want it to be knotted up in different areas. So for that, we 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 circulate it. So to begin Hamsa meditation, we're going to mentally pronounce the mantra Ham on the inhalation. We're going to inhale the breath, and as we do that, we're going to use our imagination and our willpower to the best of our ability to draw the prana up our spinal column to the crown chakra. We're going to do that mentally pronouncing the mantra Ham. And once it's at the crown chakra, we're going to hold the breath and orally make the sound of the uh, of a, an S, the serpent, the snake. As we do this, we can visualize a tongue of flame atop our head, like the uh, like the Pentecostal flame atop of the disciples heads or we can visualize an aura around our head like like the buddha under the bodhi tree just a glowing light so either way we want to visualize and see in activation that energy that we have just raised from the coccyx up the spinal column to the crown chakra and we go and then slowly move the energy around to the third eye and then we will exhale and send the energy into our heart. So the energy will take the shape of the shepherd's crook, right? Up and around to the third eye and then out to the heart. That's one complete cycle. And then we'll do this a few times. You can do this on your own time because we're talking about breath and holding breath. And pranayama means breath control. Everybody does this uh, according to their own 
different physiology and capacity, lung capacity, etc. Try to relax as you do this. You don't have to force anything. This isn't um, uh, Swami Sivananda makes the point even that to do pranayama most successfully, you don't even want your your out breath to make any sound. You can every all the mantras can be performed mentally, um, but to begin, it helps to do what you can out loud. You can't do the hum out loud while you're inhaling. That's just not possible. Uh, and you don't want to try to do it. But so let's let's begin. Let's just do a few. And then when we say this is, we'll say three more, you know, two more, one more. And then after we've done the last one, we'll keep our eyes closed. We'll try to maintain that space that we've created within ourselves and then we will proceed into tonight's first meditation technique first meditation practice so relaxed in a comfortable place preferably with your spine straight or as straight as you can manage it and um, close your eyes and we begin
and do three more. Two more. Last one. Just relax and observe any changes that you feel as a result of the doing the pranayama. And just relax, keeping your eyes closed. Bring your attention to your whole body, your physical body. Bring your consciousness and your awareness of your physical body and scan from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet. Search for any pent up knots of tension of tightness, of worry, of anxiety. And wherever you find any tension whatsoever, just let it go and relax. We often carry a lot of tension in our shoulders and in our neck. find any there just just let it go or we carry tension in our back especially if we've worked on our feet all day you might find there's tension in our hips in our thighs in our calves just let it go Our eyes are closed. But if we are concentrating on different areas of our body as we scan, we might just we might notice, we might discover that the muscles behind our eyes are tensing up. So relax them. 
We're not looking with our physical eyes. So you can completely relax them. But don't relax your concentration. Stay focused. Directing your awareness as you seek out any hidden sources of tension and let it go. Just sit and rest with your awareness in your physical body. Feel the air on the inhalation, filling your lungs, expanding your belly. And on every exhalation, feel your heart beating. Become intimately aware of your physical body. Make sure that it's completely relaxed. Now, while you are inside of your body and you feel yourself inside of your body. Expand your awareness to completely fill up this vessel. Feel yourself inside of it, but stay relaxed. And as you feel yourself inside of your body, mentally proclaim the truth to yourself. I am not this body. And go deeper. Put your awareness on your vital body, on the foundational body, on the body of chi, the body of prana, the body with which we were working just a few moments ago in pranayama. Bring your awareness to that ever so subtle yet ever present tingling sensation beneath the physical body, the one which is the foundation of the physical body, the vital body, the body of chi, the body of prana. Bring your awareness to it. You may feel that tingling in your fingertips. You may feel it in your toes. You may feel it anywhere throughout your body. It may feel like very gentle pins and needles. 
it may feel like heat and remember to relax this is not an invitation to tense up remember you have abandoned your physical body you've left it behind you're now in the body of prana the body of chi relax feel your vital body as you fill it with your awareness with your beingness and extend your conscious awareness to the complete and fullness of your vital body from head to toe and relax stay relaxed keep relaxing don't forget to breathe slowly if it helps you you can breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth otherwise breathe through your nose and as we sit here and feel ourselves wholly and completely our being inside of our vital body the body of energy in your mind proclaim to yourself the truth i am not the vital body and let it go and go deeper concentrate staying relaxed relax more leave the vital body behind now visualize yourself feel yourself going deeper into your astral body your emotional body relax and feel into your astral body it can feel your astral body stretches out beyond the borders of your other two bodies your astral body can feel a little bit like if you were wearing a snowsuit is a fullness there's a fullness to it there's a it's obviously not physical but if you feel yourself into it you can fill up this space that stretches out beyond your physical body use your awareness 
to reach out into that space, your astral body. With practice and with sufficient pranayama prior to doing this practice, you can develop the ability to fully realize your presence in your astral body. And when you do that, you can astral project from meditation. But that's beyond the scope of tonight's practice. So just do your best and relax. Just feel that space of emotional space, that emotional body that stretches out from your heart. and really contains the other two bodies. And with our consciousness filling up with the presence of our being, the astral body, feeling that expanded self We relax, take in a deep breath. And in our mind, we say to ourselves, we proclaim the truth. I am not the astral body and go deeper. Abandon it, leave it behind. Beyond the astral body is a more subtle body, but in us, dominant body, the mental body. It helps you breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And as you breathe out through the mouth, go deeper and penetrate this mental body. It's a more subtle body than the astral body, but its energy is also, is also more focused. So just visualize and feel, relax. as you penetrate this more subtle and focused body. And as we did before, We're going to expand into 
fullness of this body. from head to toe and completely occupy it with the fullness of our being, this mental body. You may feel a kind of agitation. You may feel some activity. The mind is busy, overworked, overused in us. hyperactive in most people and you may feel that as you occupy the mental body the activity but just relax and allow your presence of being to relax it and bring any sense of movement or vibration to a greater stillness not forcing anything just breathing and on the out breath relaxing and the mental body relaxes a little bit more because we are present and occupying it we take a deep, deep breath in and we proclaim the truth to ourselves. I am not the mental body and let it go and go deeper, dive deeper into yourself. We all know what willpower feels like. We might not know how to use willpower without tensing ourselves up. So as we enter the causal body, first body of our monad, the human soul, we may be working with a lunar causal body our willpower may be dependent on our tensing up our vital body and our physical body and our mental body and our astral body so you want to remain relaxed and recognize that the causal body is telema it is willpower it is the source of our willpower, it is the source of our will. So very gently maintaining your relaxed state, will yourself into your causal body, but stay relaxed. This is not easy to do. So if you find yourself tensing up, just relax. You want to feel the source of your willpower. Head to toe. 
your capacity to move, your capacity to be here now. Feel that will. foundation of all the bodies we've experienced so far none could function without this will this causal body which we now occupy relax Just feel the body of willpower and in a very relaxed state, take a deep breath and proclaim the truth. I am not the causal body and dive deeper, deeper, leave it behind. Dive deeper into yourself and seek a very relaxed, seek the evidence of your Buddhic body, the body of your consciousness. The body of awareness itself. Reach out with your being and occupy the space of awareness from the top of your head to the soles of your feet everywhere in between become aware of the awareness that underlies even your willpower To help you feel into your buddhic body, you can try to shift your awareness from your third eye to any part of your body. Become aware from the perspective of that body part. because your buddhic body mirrors like all of the others. So you can be aware, just as you are throughout the day, you might not 
notice it, but you have an awareness, a field of awareness from head to toe that expands outward from you. That field of awareness is your buddhic body. And that's what we want to occupy now with our being. We want to fill it up, fill it out, and relax. Again, remain relaxed. You may discover that parts of your body have tensed up as you have attempted to reach out with your being. Just, it's okay, just relax them. Be pure awareness. Feel the field of awareness, the buddhic body. The body of consciousness. The divine soul. Now, from this body of awareness, relaxed, taking a deep breath, proclaim to yourself. I am not the buddhic body and go deeper go deeper still into your heart dive deep into your heart relaxing and in your mind's eye your third eye In the distance, see a point of light. That point of light that you know is in your heart, a spark, a seed. The Adam Noose. Relax, concentrate, visualize. There's that point of light that is in your heart. Begin moving towards it. Remaining completely relaxed. That little point of light 
slowly gets bigger as we move towards it through space. Without moving, of course, as all of this is taking place in our inner space, supernal space, our supernal selves. And that light comes closer and the little dot gets bigger. And as we approach, you can see that it's the figure of a being white light, the white dot, as it gets closer, begins to reveal its form, its shape. It is a body. It is a glowing being. Our being. our innermost being. Let him move towards you, becoming bigger as we, be, as we move closer to our atmic body. And now we are standing before it our innermost being glowing head to toe. Just remaining relaxed, move into that body. Let that glowing body engulf you from head to toe. Occupy your atmic body. Feel the light from your head the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet. Be one with your being, your atmic body, your innermost Atman. Relax. Relax and relax more. Relax into this light body, this body of beingness, this body of amness, and feel yourself filling out this body of light, radiating out as this atmic body, this body of light.
relaxing. You can visualize yourself as this glowing body of light. Relaxing, feeling yourself occupying this glowing body of light from head to toe. Take in a deep breath and proclaim the truth. I am the being. I am the being. I am the being. Now with this atmic body, this body of light, relaxing, relaxing, concentrating, remaining in your light body, visualizing the glowing light body that you are occupying, that you are in, your being. Begin moving up and out of the space that you are in with your light body. Begin floating up with it. See yourself, visualize yourself and your light body. Floating up out of your chair, out of your room, past the walls, into the evening sky, higher and higher, floating upwards and upwards. Relax, concentrate, visualize. Remind yourself, I am the being, I am the being, I am the being. with your light body, look down and see all the lights of your town, of your city, of your state, of your province, and eventually of your country, of your continent. So we float all the way up into the atmosphere. We look down upon this earth. Now turn with your light body, turn towards the sun. Sun is on wherever the sun is for you, turn towards it. 
there in the sun, there's a figure. Shape of a being. See that being, the sun, as their backdrop. And let that being be whatever speaks to your heart. As an embodiment of the Logos, as an embodiment of the Cosmic Christ. You might see Jesus, you might see Buddha, Shakyamuni, you might see Krishna, Quetzalcoatl, Woden, Fuji, Zoroaster, it doesn't matter. Choose whatever embodiment of the Christ speaks to your heart. And relaxing and concentrating. Seeing that figure with the burning sun at their back. Looking upon us, smiling upon us. We who are one with our atmic body the glowing body of light, looking upon the being of our being, the embodiment of the perfect multiple unity, the Logos, the cosmic Christ, relaxing, concentrating, visualizing, we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 One with our innermost being, our atmic body, visualizing the being of our being, the Logos, relaxing, concentrating. We can finally comprehend what the words our father mean.
the earth is our earth, these bodies that we've just spent the time in. But let us also recognize the earth that we left behind. Let us turn back to her and see her And now with the sun, the Christ at our back, that being, that avatar, that embodiment of the Christ comes closer and puts his right hand on our shoulder. The Logos is always with us. The being of our being. And the power and the light and the force and the strength of the sun. Can fill our light body with tremendous force. Relax. We look at the earth, see it, the whole globe. You may wish in your light body to fly down and fly over the land, relaxing, visualizing, flying over the seas, over the forests, the deserts, the grasslands, the cities, the towns, the countryside. You see rising from this planet, from this earth, like a thick, black, inky smoke. All of the suffering, all of the pain, all of the worry, the anxiety, the stress, the fear, all of the suffering of this humanity, this planet, this planet and all the animals and the ecosystems that are suffering. And you see it rising like this thick, inky black smoke. With the logos at your back, his hand on your shoulder, and you and your light body, breathe in, into your nostrils, that thick black smoke. And as you breathe out, a beam of beautiful golden blue light shoots out from your heart towards the earth. And surrounds it and encases it in this beautiful globe of light, this glowing blue light. Inhale the darkness, the blackness, the pain, the suffering. 
breathe out the love and the light and the healing from your heart, this beam of energy, this beam of light, which of course is coming through you from the sun, from the logos, from the Christ, the innermost of our innermost. And breathe in the smoke. See it entering your nostrils. And transmute it into love. And breathe out the love from your heart, illuminating the whole planet. Relax. And see the earth, the hazy, dark, black, thick, inky smoke dissipated, the earth glowing with an, a halo of golden blue light which has come through you from the logos to heal it. Relax, see the logos behind you with its hand on your shoulder. And now mentally, with all of your strength and force and light with the strength and light of the Logos working through you, proclaim, may all beings be happy. May all beings be joyful. May all beings be at peace. Again, let the words, the sentiment, the energy, the love, flow through you towards the earth in a beam, your whole light body beaming forward into the earth to surround it. May all beings be happy. May all beings be joyful. May all beings be at peace. Relax and see the Christ working through you, the energy inside of you, illuminating your light body, expanding it, intensifying it with the golden blue light radiating outwards and now directing it inwards through your heart, directing it to the earth in a beam of pure love. May all beings be happy. May all beings be joyful. May all beings be at peace.
relax. Observe. Descend down from space, your light body. Return to the earth. Return to your country, your province, your state, your town, your building, your home. Let your light body descend. and reunite with your other bodies. Return to your place of meditation and observe yourself. Observe the changes that you can feel. Relax. Be aware of how different you feel. These are changes that you made happen. fully integrated now your light body your atmic body your buddhic body your causal body your mental body your astral body your vital body and your physical body Be present in all of them simultaneously. Just breathe and relax. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Try to maintain the feeling, the presence.
the attitude, if that's the right word. We went on our little journey for about an hour, give or take. So this is by no means did we cover the breadth and scope of meditation in that hour. But what we did do is practice two different but related techniques of meditation. One being the internal meditation on our bodies, and the second being the technique of relaxation, visualization, concentration, and prayer. The, these techniques allow us to more fully appreciate our true nature, our divine nature. And visualization being such a powerful phenomena allows us to work with superior forces in a meaningful and practical way that we can feel and that we, that we can experience in meditation. And when we learn to integrate our atmic body, our buddhic body, our causal body, with our mental body, and our astral body and our vital body and our physical body and when we experience ourselves together one with the being then we are in a position where we become more attuned more tuned and attuned to his will his abilities, his knowledge, his wisdom, but also that of the Logos, that of the Christ, because our innermost being is an essence, a seed, a spark of the Logos. And ultimately, this is serving us in our quest, in our journey, on the path to awaken and self-realize. A path and a journey which no doubt has led us down many paths, many roads. It has given us many experiences, some of which we may not fully comprehend. We may have not, we may not have 
um, fully realize their purpose or their meaning in our life. Many challenges, many obstacles, some of which we may still be facing that we have yet to overcome. But also many beautiful experiences or miraculous experiences which helped get us to where we are. Miraculous serendipitous experiences which advanced us on the path, on the journey. And equally challenging and difficult experiences which likewise advanced us on the path. Although what doesn't kill us makes us stronger but although in at the moment while we were going through it it might not have felt that way but in hindsight which is 2020 we look back and we retrospect and we realize that we had these difficult and challenging experiences to get us to where we are and we would like to take the rest of this evening to open the floor as it were there's only a few of us there's no need to be shy there's no need to be afraid um, to take this opportunity to share to ask you're most welcome Benjamin this is only the beginning of that of these techniques use your own imagination and use your own intuition to use visualization to serve you but that powerful relationship when you become when you can meditate and visualize yourself uniting with your innermost being and then turning to the logos turning to the christ and praying our father who art in heaven now you understand why it's our father not my father but our father that's why we always say we because there's attila the mortal vessel and then there's atlas the innermost being who is not an I, but a but a, a multiplicity, a unity, 12 individuated aspects, including the Divine Mother. That's why Jesus has 12 apostles, 12 disciples, because that's what that represents. And we turn to the Christ, and we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, the being of our being, the perfect multiple unity. And it's in this meditation, it's in meditation when you practice that and you turn as one, united with your innermost, recognizing the truth. I am the being, I am the being, I am the being. I am not this body. I am not my mind, I am not my emotions, I am not my willpower, I am not my consciousness. I am the being. But, you, but it's not enough to say it mentally. We have to go through the process of 
retreating from the physical, the vital, the astral, the mental, the causal, the buddhic, into the atmic body. Like a mollusk pulling itself back into the shell. And then from there, we can enter into levels of meditation. Relax, visualize, concentrate, and pray. And we can turn to the Logos, and we can ask the Logos anything. We can ask for guidance. We can ask to be shown what we need to see. Benjamin says, I understand a great deal when you said in the beginning that all tensions, uneasiness in our body is caused by an ego. And that's why relaxation is so important as the foundation of meditation because the egos are going to interrupt and going to prevent us from having a pure and objective experience. They're going to they don't like meditation. They don't want us to awaken. They don't like us retracting ourselves from the four bodies of sin. That's their domain. They want to keep, and you'll notice this, as we, as you were practicing, you probably noticed yourself tensing up. That's literally in the lunar uh, in the infernal worlds, that's literally, literally those egos grasping and trying to hold on to you and trying to pull you back down. And that's why we feel that, that, that tension, that resistance. And so we describe it as like the water tension on the surface of the water, right? There's, there's water molecules trying to evaporate and then there's undercurrents trying to hold them down. And it's, there's this congregation of molecules on the surface of the water that, 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 that creates surface tension. And that's what that is. And it's very similar in us when we're trying to meditate, have experiences, and our egos are trying to hold us back and hold us down. So relaxation is the key. But also concentration and visualization because meditation is an active exercise it's an active process it's not passive there's nothing passive about meditation we can't just lie back and space out and you know just basically it's not only does that lead to falling asleep but well i mean just tonight's practice you 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 can see how much effort and energy goes into just relaxing let alone the visualization and the concentration well we had hoped for a better turnout but uh, well it is what it is Um, if no one 
Okay, so Benjamin says, yes, I agree. I notice that the ego keeps people in perpetual confusion and stupor. It doesn't want us to meditate and be attuned with our innermost being and be calm and clear. No, it doesn't. Anytime we find tension, stress, anxiety anywhere in our body, that's ego. Or in our mind or in our emotional center, it's ego. Because you can, the ego, the, the egos are egos because we have many of them. They siphon our energy that way. Because if they can put various centers into agitation, they can, they can, they can cause them to vibrate, right? And as they, as they vibrate, that's when they can siphon the energy away from the, the fact that they've got us in vibration. See, the highest vibration is relaxation. These lower vibrations are more crude. They're more, they're, they're, it's like the difference between the note played on a flute and the banging of a drum, of a bass drum. So you know that the note played on a flute, like let's say uh, a Sufi flute or a native, uh, native American flute or a Japanese flute you know that there's this beautiful melodious sound to it and it it barely impacts us but it impacts us emotionally and it can penetrate into our being that beautiful you know flute sounds or an acoustic guitar or, or something like that but then you put on some gangster rap and you that then and you you're you're and then you're assaulted by this heavy bass drum beat sound which is violent and aggressive and assaults the senses and you can feel it hitting you and if you're susceptible to it you will start moving to the beat right you'll start jumping up and down you'll start you know you'll 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 react to that beat and you'll but you'll react in a physical primal kind of animal way to the drum beat that that heavy bass beat and your sexual center and everything is going to vibrate at that low vibration and you and it's not by accident that so much gangster rap is filled with swearing and sex and violence and right associated with those low vibrations of so-called music Because the egos are feeding. The egos are feeding on our sexual energy. And they're doing so by stimulating us. And with, with that low frequency, low, low, low vibrations. You can sit and listen to uh, Shakuhachi. It's a Japanese flute. For hours, you can meditate to it. You can't meditate to gangster rap. It's impossible. Now, the drum beat can put you into a trance, 
But being put into a trance is not the same as meditation. And we hope you, you recognize that. And certainly just tonight's, tonight's um, practices should have revealed that. Thanks for saying those words that the highest vibration is relaxation, sir. I will avoid lower vibration music from now on. Look, it's we won't tell you what to do, but from our own perspective, um, we even have abandoned most of the music from our youth and growing up. We mostly listen to classical music. And there's, of course, you know, acoustic guitar, uh, beautiful flute, Japanese flute, Native, Native uh, American flute. Um, there is so much beautiful music that there's no particular need to debase oneself by immersing oneself in something like gangster rap. And it doesn't matter that one out of every hundred gangster rap songs have meaningful, valuable lyrics. It doesn't look, look, you, you, you take, you take a, um, a meaningful, valuable uh, uh, lyrics from uh, any poem and you, and you, you drench it in negative energy. You're, you're dragging it down. There's like, it's, it's very, very hard to, to rectify and get out of that. So, um, but it's very enticing, right? I mean, because it's it's also very intellectual. It's an intellectual exercise to be listening to to rap and listening for the lyrics all the while you're being bombarded by by these negative uh, vibrations, these low frequency vibrations. Um, but that's why they're so lyrical, because they they they're enticing, they're 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 tempting, right? Because they're stimulating the mind, as well as sti stimulating the sexual center, right? The primal animal centers. They're also they're they're basically gangster rap is the ultimate entertainment, musical entertainment for the intellectual animal, which is it's stimulating the lunar astral body, the lunar mental body, and the lunar vital body, and the lunar physical body, the animal self, the four bodies of sin. That's what gangster rap is designed to stimulate, and that's what it stimulates. So, of course, it's stimulating on that level. In the same way that rock and roll was stimulating. It's stimulating because it's, it's activating, it's stimulating lust, it's stimulating the sexual centers. That's why so many people, that's why so many women throw themselves at rock stars and throw themselves at, uh, at rappers. Because the mu musician goes up and does his thing and is playing his rock music or whatever. And the women, the women lose their mind because they're, they're, their sexual centers are, uh, are being activated. Their lust is being put into activation. And they think that they're in love with the musician, but they're not in love with the musician. They're in lust. They're infatuated. Anyway, 
you don't want necessarily to get off on that tangent but and there's no shortage of if you like intense music if you like bombastic music there's no shortage of intense bombastic uh, classical music Beethoven was not known for his genteel style neither was Wagner right there is a place for intensity but there's a difference between listening to one of Beethoven's symphonies and uh, uh, Beethoven even has a symphony that calls for the use of cannons. Was it Beethoven or another musician? Uh, maybe I'm getting uh, my musicians can, uh, mixed up. But there are uh, symphonies and, and classical uh, musical num pieces, pieces of classical music that call for the use of cannon fire. Um, so it's not that you know the drum has no place i mean sufi mystics use the drum they use the drum in zikr right i mean it ha it's because the 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 drum is what can create the rhythm and when you share that rhythm in a space of love that can be very powerful but in that case what you're doing is you're raising that vibration you're using the rhythm as a foundation but then you're raising yourself up and that and that's why they refer to uh, those lower frequencies and lower vibration as the bass line, right? The bass line and everything else builds on top of that. And that's it's just giving the rhythm that everything else builds on top of. But to make that rhythm the point and the focus and the way the rhythm is, 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 is executed in, in, um, in um, uh, you know whether it's rock music or or, or rap music, um, that that beat is, for example, how the beat is used in uh, many Aboriginal communities around the world. They use the beat and the drum to pull themselves down and and associate uh, and identify with those primal animal rhythms within themselves um, and on the path we long to liberate ourselves from that right and that's the that's the difference another thing that if we're on the uh, topic of music um, there there's the issue around jazz which you may like jazz you may find jazz interesting or whatever but the way jazz functions jazz has no real harmony jazz is very um, what's the word it's we're not we're not musical so we don't have the proper musical vocabulary to describe this but jazz can be very um jarring where individual players and individual instruments are sort of doing their own thing and there's very little in the way of harmony and that also can be very uh disruptive to our ourself our our, our more subtle bodies and our because as we just experienced in the practice tonight the goal is to achieve harmony 
and to achieve harmonious vibration across the octave across the the uh the multiplicity the multiplicity of the self and across the multi-dimensions and jazz at the different frequencies going in different directions doing their own thing with no real cohesive whole holding them together that's very jarring to the being and it's very jarring to ourselves and energetically can leave us um it's good for them it, it's it, it's interesting to the mind it's still again it's stimulating to the mind it's stimulating to the body it's 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 stimulating in the same way that chaos is stimulating to be to our lower animal nature and and um this is why, um, you know, on Wednesday we were talking about ecstatic dance a little bit, and how, for example, um, uh, the intellect can find Jackson Pollock paintings stimulating, or modern art paintings stimulating, because they're visually stimulating. But since when is visually stimulating nourishing to the soul? Right? There's lots of things that are stimulating. Right? We can stimulate our senses all we want. But that's not what we're looking for when we're looking for a harmonious, cohesive union with beauty and the source of beauty. And something that was divinely inspired through our engagement with that something, whatever it is, whether it's a painting or a play, or a poem, or a song, or a symphony, or an opera, if it came from the Logos, then it, it embodies the Logos, truth and beauty and love and light. And we can experience that. We can feel that. We can touch the divine through that. And it's true that some pop uh, pop culture uh, properties exhibit this. I mean, we've done we've made videos on on Star Wars, Gladiator, Amadeus. We've talked about the Matrix, the Lion King, um, and there are many pop songs and pop bands from our youth, for example, that clearly include songs that were divinely inspired with harmonies and melodies that touch the soul. And we all have that. We all have experiences of that. And some people will claim that there's, there's, there are rap, there's rap and gangster rap that touches their soul, that's divinely inspired. And we don't deny that some of the lyrics may have been divinely inspired because the the talent of those musicians to write lyrics their their lyrical skills are phenomenal and we wouldn't wouldn't take anything away from those individuals to have divinely inspired poetry because remember god works with the clay that's on the wheel so um if someone's chosen field is gangster rap and they're a rap musician, 
their innermost being is not going to throw their throw his hands up in the air and say, "Oh well, you know, he's lost. I can't work with this." No, he's he's going to work with what he has to work with. So it's not it's not an all or nothing uh, situation. However, you know the fact it, you know the fact remains that that um, many of these are sort of few and far between. Someone who chooses a career as a musician or as an artist, they find they have to constantly produce. And if they're not prolific in that divine inspiration, then they might find themselves burning themselves out and they're just going through the motions and they're, right? Just think of your favorite band growing up. How many songs do they have that really, or how many albums do they have that really move your soul, that really touch you in your heart, in your soul? And how many other albums do they have where, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, the music is okay. Yeah, the lyrics are fine. But they no longer have that same effect on you as this album or that album or this song, right? We can all know this. We can all experience this for ourselves. There's very few, we would say there's very few um, musicians that always hit every time. And then, of course, that's it's also dependent on the individual, right? I mean, to, to, a, to a large degree. For us, we've never heard a Beethoven piece of music that we didn't like, or Mozart, or Wagner, or just about any classical music that we've ever, ever heard. So classical music, I mean, there's a lot of contemporary classical music that does nothing for us. Technically, they might be fantastic, but yeah, exactly. Most music influenced society today is entertainment and they forgot god yeah that's well said well said and that goes right across the board i mean there are many many people uh, many artists who are authentic authentic to their higher self they're producing high art but there's also many 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 who are authentic to their ego and they're pumping out, they're pumping out entertainment to make a living, to make money, to become rich and famous. Um, you know, they're certainly not. They're certainly not um, creating anything of value, and and it's especially especially acute now in the realm of uh, so-called film cinema whatever you want to call it, uh, because of these streaming services, everything is now content. And these streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, uh, 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 Crave, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Apple TV, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And all of these streaming services have to constantly churn out what they call content. Well, what is content? I'll tell you what content is. Content is like 
you know, when you go to a, um, a, a cheap buffet or you go to a McDonald's or you go to a Taco Bell, yeah, they will give you content for your stomach. That's what content is. And entertainment is to the mind what junk food is to the taste buds and the uh, and the and the brain, the hippocampus, the hypothalamus in the uh, in the brain, which gets stimulated by the junk food. It's content. It will fill you up. Junk food will fill you up. You can fill your stomach with junk food. And that's what all this content is on these streaming services. It's just junk food for your mind and your emotions. That's all it is. So you, you can't consume high art like that. You don't consume high art. You, you, you're moved by it. You, you, you don't even want to watch anything after you watch, like, I don't know, Amadeus or some. You don't, you, you, because you're so, you're so moved, so you have no energy to 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 do anything else because you've been you've been touched by God you've been engaged with you've been you've been um, um, communing with the divine like content you can't like what, what the hell it's like would if you went to a restaurant and ate a well prepared gourmet meal. From fresh ingredients, organic, uh, made fresh, beautifully presented, where the where the chef or the host, because maybe you ate this at someone's house, doesn't have to be a restaurant, and they put their heart and soul into that meal, and you can see it, you can smell it, you can feel it, you can taste it, every single bite, you can feel the heart and soul. That they put into that meal at the end of it are you going to want to go and and go and uh, uh eat mcdonald's or go and grab yourself a bag of doritos uh, probably not probably not because there's nothing that's going to fill you with it. that's why grandma's cooking always tasted better than anything else. Grandma's cookies or grandma's baking, there's nothing that you could buy at any bakery that would taste better than grandma's baking. Why? Because grandma made it for you, for her grandchild. And no bakery puts their heart and soul and passion and love into their baked goods the way grandma does when she's baking for you. That's why grandma's cookies, grandma's cake, grandma's baking always tasted better. Or our mother's cooking always tastes better. Home-cooked meal, when it's cooked with love, always tastes better. Because it doesn't matter how much somebody likes to cook, right? It's it's If they don't know you, they don't have that same relationship with you, they might love what they're doing, but they're not putting their love for you into what they're doing. Not the way that your mother or your grandmother or your spouse or your significant other might do.
It's one of the reasons why in some cultures, in many cultures, this is the case. Um, not so much, well, I shouldn't say that. In many cultures, this is the case why breaking bread was always sacred. Because cooking a meal, entertaining guests and, and cooking for them it was an opportunity for somebody to show just how much they care, just how much they love and respect and adore and are grateful for your friendship or your or your kinship, your family, uh, to be a part of the family. They would cook for you, and you could feel it. You could you could, in all the energy and effort and everything they put into those meals. That's why breaking bread is sacred and always has been in in every culture around the world. The only cultures that where it really is went downhill are Western cultures, right? U.S., Canada, and this whole junk food, fast food craze where, no, I just got to shove something down my throat really quick. Well, you go to Europe, it's not nearly as prominent. In Europe, they, there's still places in Europe where they close up shops for an hour in the afternoon so the shopkeepers can go home and eat with their family, with their spouse, with their children. They go home and they eat a proper home-cooked meal and they close the shops for an hour. There's, but this happens, you know, certainly in Europe. I don't know how, uh, even in Japan they do it. So not not everywhere, but in, 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 in places around the world, um, certainly the smaller the city, the smaller the town, the, the more prominent this is. Roy says, Amadeus, Zeus, Prometheus. Yeah, Amadeus is a beloved of God. But it's also mother of God. Uh, Ama is is d divine feminine and, and Deus is yeah Zeus. So um, we have our uh, article that we wrote on Amadeus and um, Salieri and, and how the two represent the false self and the true self. And their conflict is actually the conflict that takes place inside of us, um, the ego and the being, right? And, um, and how the ego is envious of the being and the ego wants the same powers and the same abilities. And, uh, and we see that all the time. That's, that's, the, the, that's what leads people down the left-hand path to be a black magician because they want to be powerful right they want to be able to manifest they want to be able to do this magic and all of these things yeah but they want to do it for themselves for selfish reasons that's that's you know um that's what Sal salieri represents even though he claims that he wants to do it to to glorify god but that's you know left-hand path people will say the same thing uh they just have a twisted way uh, of uh, of uh, doing it. Okay, well, um, does anybody have any questions or does anybody want to share anything else? Um, again, we had hoped that more people would, but again, this is, in Canada at least, we have the, uh, the Thanksgiving long weekend, so I don't know if that 
impacted people's uh, ability to um, to participate. I know that the states have their Thanksgiving in November, but ours is in October, and it's this weekend. Um, we wanted to uh, have a live stream and dedicate it to uh, now keeping in mind that we only came up with the um, the idea for this live stream this morning. So, Roy, who's Gil Aviso? Or is that someone that you're trying to uh, entice to join the stream? Or is that something that uh, we're supposed to know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's not like we gave everybody like 24 hours notice on this, uh, on this stream. Um, we mentioned on Wednesday that we were in the middle of a three day fast Well, we ended that fast today. And, um, um, we also, we also did quite a bit of work and a workout today. So we're, we're uh, a little bit, uh, tired. Um, and I think it's strange, but might sound strange, but coming off of a three day fast and then breaking that fast and eating, it felt like it felt all afternoon, like, like our body was low on energy trying to digest. Um, it's a strange feeling. And then we had dinner and then we kind of got energy again as our, as our body got back into the, into the groove of digestion and eating. So I think that's, I think the body definitely has to switch over from fasting mode to, to regular mode. And in that, in that switching over, it was, uh, it was quite, um, quite argue. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. All right, Roy. So he's in Canada. So maybe he's, that's why he's not on tonight. Yeah, so it's a long weekend, but if people are traveling, because it's uh, Thanksgiving is a big, obviously it's a big day here in North America, whether you're in states or Canada, it's a, it's one of those, it's one of those um, uh, occasions where, where people. Oh, <laughs> you're in Canada. Whereabouts are you in Canada, Ben? We're in a little town called, well, not a town. We're in a city called Guelph. I don't know if you know uh, Ontario at all, but uh, we're in Guelph, Ontario, just about 45 minutes southwest. You're in Edmonton. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how's how are things in Edmonton now? I guess you guys aren't very happy that uh, Trudeau got reelected, huh? Or maybe you are. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't assume. Um, they have us. They have us here in Ontario. They have us in like police state. Well, listen, now's not the time. Now's not the time to come visit uh, Ontario because they have us in a police state 
I can't go anywhere because I'm not I'm not vaccinated. I won't get the I won't get the jab. And um, as a result of that, uh, we won't be able to I won't be able to go see Dune when it comes to theaters. I can't go to any restaurants because everywhere I go, I have to produce my my papers, right? My my uh, proof of vaccination. And obviously, I don't have that because I won't I won't get the uh, the jab. Um, just today, actually, if we can, if I can pull this up, um, just today, we saw a video where someone had um, put under the microscope someone had put under the microscope the blood of uh, vaccinated individuals and um, here, we're sharing this in the chat with you. We won't put it in the video because uh, we don't want YouTube to um, to axe our... Uh, to axe our live stream. But uh, if you watch that video, you'll see the, uh, the nanotechnology, the nanobots being used in uh, in the vaccine that's in the blood of people who have been vaccinated. So um, watching that video, if that's not reason enough, you know, to have second thoughts of, uh, you know, getting the jab, I don't know what is. Because it's some, certainly nothing that anybody's talked about. There's certainly no mainstream media or doctors or anybody talking about the nanotechnology being used in the um, in the jab and it just begs the question what is it and what is it doing um, and when you look at the uh, the transhumanist movement and everything else um, you know so we leave that with you guys well uh, it's in the chat uh, the link put it in the chat so you guys can uh, view that at your leisure. Um, again, we had hoped for something more of a interactive uh, thing tonight, uh, but again, this is fine. I mean, I hope everyone enjoyed the meditation and, um, and the pranayama, and um, in the future, we will cover the type of meditation that's known as retrospection. That's part of the alm of life, and and retrospecting on. On. Um, retrospecting on our day, and identifying, um, activities and behaviors that we had during the day that were, that were. Uh, governed by ego. 
and then meditating on those moments uh, to be able to comprehend the ego and hopefully eliminate the ego. So we'll cover that uh, maybe next time. In the meantime, maybe we can share this with you. This just popped up on our feed. Uh, um, all right. Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you, and we'll share it with others so that they too can benefit from these lessons. I appreciate that. And yeah, do share, do invite others to uh, come participate. This is, you know, I we're under no illusions. What we're doing here, what we're doing here is not, uh, is not, is never going to be popular, right? It's never going to be, it's never going to be mainstream because what we're talking about here and what we're doing is challenging, it's difficult, it's it's genuine, it's real. And it requires uh, commitment and effort. And it's not, you know, it's not the, uh, it's, there is no silver bullet, there is no magic pill. There is no quick and easy way out of hell. Right, just as there's no quick and easy way up the mountain, unless you take the gondola, unless you take the helicopter, or unless you get a Sherpa to carry you on his back. But guess what? Right, for a moment you can get to the summit, or you can see the summit. But guess what? A mountaineer you will not be. And this is what people cannot get through their head. They they can't because their ego won't let them. They cannot grasp. Their mind won't let them process this truth. Is that you cannot... You Getting to the top of the mountain does not make you a master mountaineer. That's not the... It's not the getting to the top. It's not being at the top that makes you a master mountaineer. Because if you get dropped off on a helicopter or if you take the gondola up, you are not a mountain climber. It is the climbing of the mountain which makes a mountaineer, a mountain climber. But that is an inconvenient truth. It is a hard truth. It is a, a, a unattractive truth. The ego wants to just sit back, take its psychedelics, go on its psychedelic trips, and believe that it's already enlightened. You know, mystic pride wants to believe that we're already all one with the logos, all one with God. We're all gods already. That's the new age. That's their mantra. We're all one with everybody and we're all gods already. Right? So, so don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And so we say otherwise. And because we say otherwise, we will, not, it's, you know, we're not popular and, you know, we don't, uh, not that we want all kinds of followers. <clears throat> we recognize that that you can't fully you can't fully experience the alm of life if you cheat. Exactly. But the thing is, is that 
there's an entire industry out there. First of all, there's all the world religions. Okay, let's start with that. Because the new age religion is just a repackaged form of other religions. It's just repackaged Christianity. And Christianity says, all you have to do is believe. Believe in Jesus and you will be saved. Right? It's all you need to do is believe in Jesus and you will be saved. That's, that's like that, that's American Christianity. That's that uh, uh, um, born again Christian uh, mentality. Well, that's all the new age is. Right? The new age, just, just believe you're already one with the universe and then you make it so. Right? It's like manifesting your desire. Believe in abundance. Believe in this. Believe in that. Believe, believe, believe. It's all in the mind. When Jesus spoke the truth, he was killed by the, by the Pharisees. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we can't tell you how many uh, New Age groups we were kicked out of when we brought our message to those New Age groups. And we can tell you how precious few people from those groups attend these live streams, despite the fact that we post in the remaining New Age groups what, that we're in word of these live streams, but none of them, nobody comes, right? Because they don't want the inconvenient truth. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, we hope to see you again on Wednesday or next Friday, whatever, um, whatever you can do. We're going to call it a night now, though, because we've had a long week. And, and, uh, and again, with the meditation and everything, I think we've had quite a bit. So um, be well, keep well, and, um, and we will... We will hopefully see you next week. And to all everyone in from Canada, have a very happy Thanksgiving um, with your family and your friends. All right? Thank you. Good night, everyone.